There are no rules. No rules. You're listening to Degree Free on the Degree Free Network, where we talk about how to teach yourself, get work, and make money. No degree needed. Here are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. Aloha, guys, and welcome back to Degree Free. We are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. On this podcast, we share fundamentals we've discovered and the mistakes we've made while self-educating, getting work, building businesses, and making money. We'll tell you how to make it happen. No degree needed. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to the party. Uh, please do like and subscribe if you have not already. Thank you for joining us again. And also, if you found something actionable in one of the past episodes or in this episode, and it was just so good that you're listening again, then please check out our website, which is degreefreenetwork.com. On there, we have a guide that will teach you how to get a job without a college degree. It's going to sh- tell you all the basics of how to go about looking, applying, and just really other good tips for studying and finding good jobs without college degrees. Yeah. And uh, let's get into today's topic. Today, we are going to be talking about one of the things that is probably one of the hardest things that you're going to have to do Yeah, when you decide to go degree-free, especially if you're a young individual or if you're currently in college. If you're a high school senior, a high school junior, or you're currently in college, we're going to be talking about today like how to tell your family you're not going to college or that you're breaking out of college. This did not go over well in my household that I did this. Right. I think it's a a very difficult conversation to have. Everybody and their mother has been indoctrinated that this is the way you have to go to college in order to be successful, in order to be of value to the community, but also for your benefit for your personal benefit, for you to be a contributing member of society, but also for you to make good amount of money, you need a college degree. I think this is really, really heavily applied to women nowadays too. I think it's more more heavily applied to women than it is to men because there's now an element of um, societal shame that applies to women where if you do not get a college degree, then there's there's almost an assumption that you're dumb or that you can only be a stay-at-home mom. Like, And all of those things are completely ridiculous blanket statements. They're generalizations about people and they're inaccurate for most, for most, for most, for the most part. But I think that there, that element also exists where for my family, even it was, if I don't get a college degree, like, what am I going to do? I'm going to be a bum. I'm just going to get married and stay home and not do anything. And again, like, this is something that I do. I do want to be at home with our kids in the future, but it, there was like an element of shame, which is really odd. And you know, you've met my mom. My mom is the most supportive, encouraging, like proud of everything that we do, you know, my siblings and I, but she still, this was just, this was just told to her for such a long time. This line, go to college. You got to go to college. You got to get a degree. You need a degree or there's something inferior about you if you don't. Yeah. Um, I think also this is important for women because the vast majority of people that are in college are women. And so guys are having an easier time leaving college or not going to college and women are still in there. And not saying causation, not because 
they don't know how to tell their family that they're not going to college is the reason why they're still in college. I'm just saying that for the vast majority of people that are in college are women. And so our market is 60% women that we're speaking to because they're already in college. Yeah. And because it's implied and told to us by our parents, our teachers that you're not, uh, you're, you're not sufficient unless you have a degree. Like you have to have a degree to prove that you're more than just a woman. That's, that's the implication. I think actually I've never really said it out loud, but I do, I do think that that's the underlying sentiment that I, I heard. That's what I heard for sure. And for years, like even when I had achieved, you know, success by a measure, I had achieved more success than most average college graduates do. But my mom would still tell me, you know, you, you should get a degree. You should get a degree. Why? Why should I get a degree? I've, I have, I have surpassed the result that a degree would get me in the field that I'm in. And she still just wants me to go. Why? Because it's like a security blanket almost. You know, it's like a, you have to, you should have it. Yep. It's, it's an identity issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's an outer reflection of supposed self-worth, I think. And when that's completely wrong, because what college is supposed to be is college supposed to be job training. Right. Right. College is supposed to be training to get employment so that you can make money in the future. Per the colleges. But you notice how we haven't spoke about any of that. No. Because that's not what college is anymore. Right. And so I think once you've decided you don't want to go or you're done going, there's really no easy way to break the news. No. <laughs> right. There's no, there's no, for the most part, even if you have the most supportive parents in the world, it's still going to be difficult, especially obviously if they wanted you to go to college, right? This is, this whole conversation is for those people that have parents that want them to go to college and want them to continue to go to college to get a degree. I think the first thing that you have to do is you just have to be honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to be crappy. You have to know your own mind. You have to really think about this on your own a lot before before you do that, or at least have, not like I sat and poured over it a lot, but you definitely have to know that you don't want to do it anymore. You have to be sure about that because it's it's like you're going to get grilled for it. Like your your parents, your peers, your family members are going to try to break you down to get you to go back uh, because they've been marketed to and scared into thinking that you have to have it in order to succeed. They think that the only way to have a good life is with a degree. And they think that if you don't get a degree, then your life is going to turn out less than ideal. That's what they've been told. That's what they've been sold. And now they're telling and selling that to you. And so you have to be sure um, about what you want or don't want before you go into this conversation. Yep. And I think that a lot of people, after they've received the news, that okay, you're no longer going to college. Their first reaction is going to be, well, why? And then most of the time it's going to have a some sort of connota- connotative meaning, negative connotative meaning of like, well, what are you going to do? Just be a deadbeat, right? right. Like, what what are you what are you going to do? Just going to serve tables for the rest of your life? What, what are you going to do? You're just going to you're just going to work and not go into debt. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is there's nothing wrong with serving tables for the rest of your life. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with working. No, uh, not at all. And I think what helps this after you've 
sat them down and just said, hey, look, guys, I'm not going back to college. I am not finishing. I want to pursue this, this, and this, and this is my plan on getting there. And it's not going to be perfect, but this is a much better path for me, I feel, instead of spending my time and my energy and my money in college. And so having a path forward, at least the first couple of steps, at least have a direction, that really helps. Because then it, it shows that you've at least thought about it. The problem here is that you're talking to people that deeply love you and deeply care about you. And they believe that this is what's best for you. Exactly. That you that you must, in fact. They believe not only that it's best for you, but that terrible things will happen to you if you don't get it. And your life looks dismal without it. Yep. And you want to just tell them that you know that they love you and you know that they care about you. You are going to want them to be okay with this path, right? Because that path is what you want. Most people are going to be at least a little receptive to it. You know what I mean? There, there, are, there are definitely those cohorts of parents and family members that are never going to be okay with it. Even my extremely supportive mother for 10 years now, I just realized 10 years has been, she just stopped. She just stopped in the last year telling me that I need to go to school to get a business degree when we run multiple businesses. And I think that something that you all have to come to terms with is that they, if somebody believes that a college degree is the end all be all, which a lot of Americans do, they are never going to stop telling you to go back. If you strike out on your own, be that in work or in business, and every time you fail, every time you fail, every time you show weakness, for the most part, there's going to be somebody up at your elbow telling you to go back to school. Th- that is going to be that is going to be the case. I I I, I really do think that because as I said, m- my mom is extremely supportive. But still, she did that exact same thing. And I think I'm pretty articulate on my views of why that doesn't make sense for me and why that doesn't work for me, but it didn't matter, you know? And I was the one, I was going to be the one paying for it too. Like I did and I would have been. And so it wasn't even her money. It was my money and it was my time. And I had my reasoning set out and still that was the reaction every setback I faced. And so you have to understand that people are going to come out of the woodwork every time to tell you to go back. And it's gonna take years before they stop, years. And it might not ever stop. Yeah. And that's something that you have to be ready for, right? And that's something that you're gonna have to quote unquote defend forever. Mm -hmm. I think what really helps when I'm talking to other people's friends and families about their kid or their family member not going to college is telling them that the life that you're choosing by not going to college is not going to be easier. It's going to be much harder, but at least you get to direct your life. Mm -hmm. At least you can put in the work where you want to put in the work. You can spend your money and your time where you think 
that you should spend your money and your time. Or not spend your money and your time where you do not want to spend your money and your time. Exactly. You can direct your own quote unquote education, right? You don't have to, college isn't a place for education anymore. It, I mean, maybe it was at one point. It's a, it's, a place, it's a place to go get a piece of paper. I say this on TikTok a lot, but college is a place where you can purchase access to a type of education. It is not education. Do not conflate the two and do not allow other people to tell you that college is education. That is not grammatically true. It is not actually true. And it's not even philosophically true at this point. Um, so don't let people say that to you. You can be extremely educated without stepping foot on a college campus. Absolutely. Yeah, especially in the internet age we live in. Yep. Um, there's a good uh, scene in uh, Good Will Hunting. <laughs> Dude, that movie's so good. Um, we got to start playing video clips on this show. I know. That would, uh, we'll get there. Dude, I, I literally, the only reason why I just thought about this is because I literally just watched this. Uh, he made me watch it with him. I just watched this uh, clip. It just, I was scrolling YouTube as, you know, wasting time as everybody else does. And, um, and then I just saw it. I was like, oh, yeah, I like that clip. And then I, I was like, oh, man, it's so good. And it's basically like, uh, I, we need to put in the show notes. We'll put that clip in the show notes for everybody. I don't want to ruin it. It's good for your soul. Here, yeah. Um, but yes, even back before the internet was a thing, you could still go to your library and and read books and educate yourself. You don't need a college to do that for you. No. So. You need it less now than you ever have. Definitely. Less now than you ever. The, in, throughout history, there have been people that have been so self-educated that they did. They built the great things of the world. They really did. Um, men, women, they built great things with no formal credentials. And it's so funny to hear people try to argue that now with YouTube, where you can learn quantum physics, you know, where a six-year-old can watch quantum physics videos and learn things, that it is less accessible now that it's that you need college more now, which is so funny because college curriculum cannot keep up with technology. It is the funniest thing when well, people try to backwards argue that to me. I'm like, that's absurd. Did you learn that critical thinking in college? Because that doesn't make any well, sense. There are a bunch of stories about how, I mean, nowadays there are a bunch of professors that tie in YouTube video clips as part of their, as part of their curriculum. There are a bunch of places that only watch YouTube as their curriculum. There's a girl that I follow on TikTok. Uh, she's a marketing, she's like 20 years old. She's She has a pretty pretty healthy like YouTube uh, channel about uh, social media marketing. And she has talked about the fact that there are professors that play her videos to teach marketing concepts to their students. And it just makes my head wanna explode awesome. because it's, it's like one, good on her, good on her. That is amazing. That is amazing. I'm so proud. Like good my- old, Good old college like, inception. Who, Oh, it feels good because she doesn't have a degree. And so it's just so funny because I saw that and I'm like, man, if that doesn't prove my point, I don't know. I don't know what does. I don't know what does. So to kind of rein it back in, one of the next things that you're going to want to tell your friends and family is you're just going to want to gently remind them that for the most people, it's not their money that they're spending and it's definitely not their time. Nope. For most people, most people are taking out their own student loans in order to obtain this education. Your family doesn't have the right to put you into debt. No. If you are over the age of 18, actually, if you're under the age of if 18. If you're under the age of 18. They don't have the right to take out debt in your name. Yep. Yeah, that's just, 
not a thing. No. And that's going to be a rough one for them to hear, I imagine. But it is true. It's your money and it's your time. Spend it how you want. I think I have a question for you. So I think um, when I was talking about women having a really hard time with this, I think that I do think that women have a harder time breaking this type of breaking this type of news to their family because of what I said, because it carries more weight for us almost like we need it in order to feel validated. But I think another group that tends to feel that way is either the children of immigrants or people who have Asian parents. I, I, I do think that there's a different type of pressure. It's true, though. That's racist. You know I'm no, right. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. But you know I'm right. No, no, no. I'm super Asian. I... Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just found this out, you guys. <laughs> Holy crap. This is a... I'll, I'll get over this later, I'm yeah. sure. Um, but in the meantime, while I'm getting over it, <laughs> can you please... If you were to... So we've talked about this before, I think. But because I do feel strongly, and I've seen it, that there's a different expectation placed on on the, the people in that demographic. And I think, how would you, with the knowledge you have now, put yourself in 17, 18-year-old you shoes, how would you tell your family that you're not going to go? Because I think the shame that you would have faced for that is like, I can't even imagine because I did not, I experienced it, but n it is not close to what that would have been. So, okay. I... Come from very Japanese family. And <gasps> what? Yeah. And what that means for the viewers at home is there's just a lot of expectations, just like any other, fa just like any other family, but everybody's very stoic in my family and everybody is very quiet and everybody judges people and has high expectations. And their expectations are basically what they think should happen in your life. My life was mapped out for me from a very young age. And uh, I was supposed to go to college. And I was supposed to get a white collar job. And I was supposed to make a lot of money. Okay. So I went to college. I graduated. I did get a white collar job. And I didn't make a lot of money. I eventually, my version of this, it's a little bit different because I, I did go to college. I did get a degree, right? But I had to get off of my family's expectations, which is in the broader picture, this is exactly what we're talking about, right? So it's not exactly what we're talking about, but it's applicable in the same way. Mm -hmm. And I had to eventually in my early 20s, had to get out of or off of the path that was blazed for me, or not blazed for me actually, but rather laid out in front of me. I was miserable. I hated my job. I was depressed. I didn't make a lot of money. And I was just like, there was an inflection point where I just had to tell my family exactly this kind of stuff. And I had to sit them down and I had to tell them, hey, look, I'm gonna quit my white collar job. I'm gonna go back to bartending. I don't know what it is that I'm gonna do. I'm not sure yet. Um, and that's okay. You know, like that's fine. 
Um, I think that I might want to get another degree in mechanical engineering. I think that I might want to work on animatronics for Disney. I'm not sure. You thought about being a pilot? Thought about being a pilot? I still want to be a pilot. Yeah. Um, Got a couple more years on this Maybe, maybe not commercial, but, you know, hey, life goals. You know what I mean? Maybe. One of these days, I hope to have my wings. Um, and so it was difficult because I had to go, I had to butt up against a lifetime of being on this path. And I was so far down the path that they just expected me to stay on it because I had already done 20 something years on this path, right? I had already gotten the degree. I already, already did it. Yeah, you, did you it. checked all the boxes. Right. I got a white collar job, right? I did it. I was on the way. And I was just like, guys, this isn't for me. I grew up, when I, when, when I was growing up, I was always working on cars. Always working on cars, always working on car audio, always working outside, always had projects to build. Like I, I like working with my hands. Not to say that I can't work in an office because I work in an office all the time. Um, and I had to for those jobs too. But for me, some mixture of the two is perfect, right? Like, so for example, right now in my life, I'm a firefighter. So I work outdoors. I sweat. I go do hard manual labor. Climb mountains. And well, on my days off, I am in an office setting. Mm-hmm. And I am in an office for 14 hours a day, right? Some sort of mixture is perfect for me. But that's not what my my family wanted. They thought that the only path to success, which was making a lot of money, because that's what uh, people in my family, in my culture, what they value, right? They they thought that only going through white collar work is the way to make a lot of money. And and I want to say too, this is not um, this is not connotative. We're just saying there's nothing wrong with these cultural differences. It's just a matter of if you're trying to get a different outcome and you feel a lot of pressure on yourself and you're not sure how to um, communicate what you want or what or rather just let them know what you're going to do. That's that's what this is for. Yeah. And so it was just a it was a. It was a conversation. It was many multiple conversations because I was raised very close to all of my extended family, what, what people would call extended family, but I just call my my family family, my immediate family. But generally people, my aunties, my uncles, my grandfather, stuff like that. Um, it was tough. I just sat down with them and I just told them, hey, look, I told them exactly what I just said is I can't live your life anymore. I can't live the life that you want for me. That's not what I want for myself. And the one, the people that love me, which is all of them, after I sat down and they realized what they've, what I let them do to me, I guess, you know what I mean? Like, it's not their fault. It's my fault Mm -hmm. for letting that impact me like that, you know, for so long. But after I told almost every single one of them, they're, oh, Ryan, that was never my intention. You know, Ryan, I mean, I just, I just want what's best for you, mm-hmm. right? They love me. Of course, they just want what's best for me. One thing I will say, and not everybody is like this, but 
what helps me in those times and when you're dealing with something like this that has a lot of people that are that are very invested and that are a lot of emotions involved, what really helps me is to write. And I'm not saying that you have to be a great writer. I'm not saying that you have to, um, you know, write all the time, but writing things down really helps to just get your thoughts in order and then externalize it onto paper. And a lot of times it might be easier if you just were to take that and put it into a letter form and you send it to those people. You send it to those people and you say, you know, here you go, dad, here you go, mom, uncle, grandma, grandpa, whatever, you know, cousin, sister, brother. And you just tell them, this is what I'm doing with my life. And this is why. And like I said, for the most part, people are going to be okay with it. I, so I think that that's, I want to make sure I get the essence of the question, which is because I, I remember that happening, but you were 24, 25. Yeah. I must've been 24. So 23. Yeah, I'm not sure. So older. So put yourself in 17-year-old used shoes saying no. So, sorry, that was a long-winded way of saying of that was a long-winded way of saying. Sorry, I went way off there. That was a long-winded way of saying do that. Okay. I just wanted to I want to make sure because I feel like that was really valuable and I want to make sure we're clear about about your advice on it. Right. I'm saying th- my advice is to just have that hard conversation and the way that you do it, the way that, the way that I find is, is best to get my thoughts in order is to write things down prior, Mm. right? Write down why it is that you don't want to go, what it is that you think you're going to do. And for me, like I said, now I'm thinking back on it. I didn't know what I wanted to do, right? Like I didn't know. And that's okay. Right. And that's what I told. That's what I told. That's literally what I told my family. I said, I don't know what it is that I want to do, and that's okay. For the first time in my life, I don't know, right? Because my life was laid out for me because they laid it out for me. But when I told them that I wasn't going to live their life, it was the first time that I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was scared. I was super scared. But that's okay. It was the first time that I ever felt liberated to make my own choices, to do my own thing, to make my own mistakes. Before you talk to them, write it down, sit down, sit down with them, talk with them, send them a letter if you have to. And if you're not a writer, then just do some bullet points about why you're feeling that way. That, just to keep you on track, because if it gets emotional, you want to make sure you stay on track. Like if you have three bullet points, like I don't want to spend that time in college. I don't want to pay that money for college. I want to work. Those are sufficient bullet points because you know what? Even if the conversation gets twisty, it's hard to talk to family about this kind of stuff, especially when it's emotionally charged and there's money involved. And there's like, ever, you know, people's hopes and dreams like pinned on these things. Um, and so I do think that that's really important. So if you're going to, if you're going to have this conversation, at least jot a few things down. So at least jot a few things down so you can keep yourself on track if the conversation gets emotionally charged. So just bringing it back. One of the biggest things is the money and like probably the biggest thing really. 
It costs a lot of money to go to college. And you're going to go into a lot of debt if you don't have the money already saved up. Majority of the time, you're going to go into the debt and just telling them, look, I don't want to go into that much debt. I would rather work. I would rather my finances go the other way. Me make money, save money, instead of going into debt. That's a logical argument. It is. You can't disagree with that. Well, people will. People will, but it just it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. If it was any other investment, and I put quotes up, I put air quotes up because I don't I don't buy that. I don't buy into that. I do not believe that's a good way to look at college. Um, if it is an investment for half of more than half the people that make it, it is not a worthwhile one. Um, but f- to look at it in that way, um, you could never picture people's parents pressuring them to invest that amount of money in a company that early at 17, like take out a giant loan and uh, buy $30,000 worth, $60,000 worth of X company. That's insane. That's insane. And if you wouldn't do that on a company whose drive is to actually make money, then you definitely shouldn't do it for something that is just, it's a product. You're buying a product. It's like buying a yacht. It's like buying a car. It is not something that it, it's not an investment. I, I do not I do not accept that definition of a college degree. And um, if if though you were to define it as an investment, you cannot imagine any sane parents forcing their child to take out a loan for that amount of money at that age and then invest it all in one company. That's insane. Especially for the especially for like especially for the socioeconomic demographic of most people that are going. People like my family. Like, that's insane. My parents would have never made me do that ever. But they were soberly, sanely telling me that that was the best decision for me to make. Yeah, I think the argument there would be, well, the best investments that anybody can make is in themselves, right? That's what they're going to say. I agree. Right. But I don't, <laughs> but I disagree with what they're saying is a good investment in yourself. I agree. And, and it's going to be you that actually spends the time and effort to get the degree okay guys four years is a long time it is a very long time at that age like such a long time it's the entire amount of time you were in high school like it's it's quite some time and it's you're going to be paying the entire time you're there and not only that most people take five years to graduate not four and so you might be there a very long time and that's really something to consider because in that amount of time you could do anything else Literally anything. It could be... Anything. It could be... You could do nothing. Kicking back on your couch. You could watch every movie ever made. You could travel the world. Uh, you could backpack. You can work. You can start a business. You can do whatever. You can collect Beanie Babies. It doesn't matter what you do. But you can do anything else for with that amount of time. And for a lot of people, you can do whatever anything else is much cheaper. Like if you want to be, you could become a classical violinist in four years and you would pay less if you were paying somebody to teach you how to play violin than you would. Like if you want to be a concert, a concert violinist, you could, you could learn that in four years. Like that's, and you would pay less than you would for the average college degree. Just to put it in perspective. I think the last thing is if you're over 18, I mean, even if you're, I mean, if you're considering college already, you're pretty close to being an adult. So let's just Call it, call it what it is. You're an adult. Yeah, you're a grown-ass person. Sorry. Right. Just do whatever you want. Yeah. If if you don't want to go to college... Do not. Don't go to college. 
if you want to go to college, well, then go to college. If it makes financial sense. That's right. up to you though, because you're a grown ass adult. Right. <laughs> and if you, there's nothing wrong with preferring to work. If you'd rather go work, just tell them. It, it, I will. I will say, and it's I, most people are so well intentioned, but it, it it really is asinine that people say, imply that there's more nobility in spending money you don't have than there is in just working. It's easy to tell people to spend their money. Yeah. Right. Like you spend your money. I think a lot of parents though feel, and this is, I'm sure this is going to come up, people listening to this, I'm sure you're going to have this thought, but I'm sure there are a lot of people who are, who are thinking, well, my parents saved up half of it or part of it and they're going to pay it. So therefore I have to pay the other half. No, you do not. You do not because the worst case scenario of you not going is your parents get to keep all that money. Oh no. And so a more nuanced conversation as well would be like, okay, what if your if your family saved all of the money, right? And so this is going to be a very specific, yeah, this is topic for a very small subset of people. So I'll just spend a couple of seconds on it. Few Americans can afford to do that. So if your parents have saved up everything for it and they've saved it saved it up in a five twenty nine account into a tax advantage education savings account, and that it's grown over the years. And then your parents are going to say, look, I can only spend it on X, Y, Z because in a 529 account, it grows tax-free because uh, you're going to be spending it on um, eligible education expenses, things like tuition, books, um, things of that nature. Okay. You can just tell them, thank you so much for doing that. I still have to spend my time doing it and I don't want to do it. There are there's a laundry list of eligible expenses for the 529 plan. Like coaches and tutors. A lot of coaches, a lot of tutors are eligible for it. But a lot of flight schools. A lot of books are, are are eligible for it. There's a laundry list of things. Professional licensures if, also. If they don't, okay, well, if you don't want to do any of those things, maybe they want to. Maybe they tell them to put it back in their name mm-hmm. and then they'll do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, if they don't want to, well, then- Tell them, hey, you were gonna give it to me anyway. Give it to give it to my kids when they when they grow up. Yeah. Keep or it my in, niece or my nephew. Keep it in my name. And then when I have kids, put it into their name. And then that can help that can help me pay for their schooling, their education throughout their life. And it doesn't have to be college. You can you can pay for private school. You can pay for tutors. You can pay for books on learning throughout life, right? I mean, like I said, this is a very specific. What a racket that five twenty nine! It is such a. I mean, it's a good deal, except for you can only spend it. Like you can spend it on alternative learning, but it's a very limited list. It's like, it's just such a. It's just such a. It's so well intentioned, but it's just not at the same time. Yeah, it's well intentioned for sure. Ki- kind of, I guess. It's in a shifty sort of way. It's part of the like. It's a never-ending wheel. Yeah. Like. So I think the impetus of the reason why college. It's like a gift card. You can only spend it here. Yeah. I think the impetus of the reason why college tuition has increased is the fact that federal student loans became a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's just, you can see when federal. You can look at it. You can look at, you the can graph look at a graph when and you federal can see. student loans were, became a thing 1965 or whatever it mm-hmm. is. And then it just shot up and it's through the race, through, through the, through the roof from there. The 529 plan w- was established so that people 
can save their money so that they could they can earmark it they can earmark it and save it ta- the gains tax free so that you can pay for the ever increasing cost of college which is increasing because they then started more, the federal student loan but program. then there's more money being saved and then the colleges can charge more money it's self-feeding yeah so it's it's it a, drives the it drives the 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 artificial demand it's just the whole the whole thing is a mess yeah yeah, yeah. so anyway that's very specific yeah th- but, there's not a lot of people that have all of their college th- they're almost I, i'd love to see the numbers on that but i bet it's not a lot yeah that's a lot but yeah you'd have to have a lot of money to do that so we kind of heard my story to finish off i'd kind of like to hear your story of how you told your parents that you're not going. I know that you had a, I guess you could just, for people that are new to the podcast that are listening for the first time, I guess you could kind of drop uh, the story of how how it is that you decided not to go. Mm. Or like like how it happened, just quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically I had a pretty influential high school teacher who told me to dual enroll at the local college. Um, and so in Georgia, what that allows you to do is it allows you to... Um, clep out of classes which means you can test out of classes that you already have sufficient knowledge in and then what what they allow you to do is they actually allow you to attend a college full-time even though you're enrolled at a local high school so that's what i was doing so my senior year of high school i just went to college um and i got a taste of it then and i I was about i was halfway into my what would have been my sophomore year but was technically my freshman year and i was just sitting in this sociology class and i was about to start a midterm and i just looked at it and i was like dude i'm so bored like i'm just i was just bored out of my mind the whole time um the only interesting i did was i wrote for the college paper which i liked but um i i was just so bored with most of the classes and i just found that there was a general like lack of um lack of intellectual discourse in that if you asked questions or you had any like uh dissenting viewpoints about anything it was not well received it was shut down and it was reflected in your grades and that to me just seemed like like why am i paying like why am i paying for this like i'm bored i'm annoyed and this like this stuff is not interesting to me and i and i was working i think that that's really what did it for me is i was working uh, i was working in a bar and because I was working, I was getting more out of working. Like I was feeling more proud of my work. I was seeing cash in my hand. And um, because I was working so much, I think that that's really what did it. Where I was like, I'm just going to work because I don't want to pay for this. And I already have a job. And I went in and I sat down, I looked at the midterm and I picked up my pen and I was like, yeah, I'm done here. So I just tore it in half. I threw it in the garbage. I did not, um, I didn't talk about it with my parents. I, I, I had been like slowly getting to the point where I was just fed up. I was just bored and annoyed and I didn't want to pay for it. And so I think that it just got to a, it just got to a point for me. I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done here. It was very much a complete feeling where I was like, I, I have, I don't belong here. So I left. And then I told my parents that night I went home and I just said, I'm done. I'm not going to go anymore. Uh, I was paying for it too at that point. So it was like kind of a moot point. I was still living at home, but I was, I was paying for it. And, um, you know, they tried to talk me out of it because they're like, no, you really should. I was like, no, I'm, I'm not going back. I'm done. I have a job. Uh, I don't, and I, I don't think I had given much thought to what I was going to do instead. I, I, I will say I was young. I was 18 and I, I did not give very much thought to what I was going to do afterwards, but they, 
not not just my mom, not just my dad, um, but also extended family members like piped in their opinions too. And you know, I heard the my parents version of their opinions about me not going to college and that continued for years you know like well so and so thinks you should i'm like i don't don't care like that's cool that so and so that's that's cool that so and so thinks that i should go back to college but that's my time and my money and I, i i did feel a sense that they didn't have a right to tell me that and so while i don't think it was nearly as fleshed out as this it was definitely like a this is it's it's mine Like it's my time, it's my money, and I don't want to do that, so I will not. Yeah, I think for both of us, I guess the doesn't hurt that I was working like sixty, seventy hours a week too. So I was working full time too. Yeah. Well, I didn't drop out, but you know, I also moved out. That's another thing that I think if I had stayed at home, I think they eventually would have talked me into it. I think what really helped me, and that I would really suggest, and this goes into our remember that you're you're an adult, um, and I was eighteen. And I moved out. And I think that that, not out of spite or anger or anything like that, but I was 18 and I had a really good friend and um, actually two really good friends. And we were like, yeah, yeah, you know, we're going to live in our own place. And so we rented a little house all together. And that, I think, really cemented it for me that I was on my own path. Like I paid all my own, you know, I was paying my own bills. Um, I bought my car from my parents and, um, you know, I was paying, I was paying rent, I was paying groceries and I didn't have healthcare or anything like that. But you know, paying, paying for urgent care bills. Like I was responsible for myself. And I think that that was what cemented to me that I was going to make my own decisions. If, if you're struggling with this, I would highly suggest moving out because I do think that that really helps. If you're, if I had stayed at home, I think I might've gone back because they would have worn me down. I think that is a perfect place to kind of wrap it up. Um, For those that are thinking about doing this, like we said, just be honest. Um, there's no easy way to do it, right? You got to remember though that these people, they love you. They care about you, right? They they have these judgments and these feelings because they want what's best for you. And they think what's best for you is for you to go to college. And you don't want to go to college. You don't want to go back. You want to get out of there. You know, you don't want to go in the first place. And those are those right there are good enough reasons mm-hmm. just because you don't want to go and that's okay you can stick you can stick by that right i mean it's your life right you you didn't have you didn't have a direction that you just said right um when i just, I, I just didn't want to do it similarly when i told my parents that i didn't want to my parents my grandparents when, when i didn't want to stay on the path that they lined out for me right i didn't know what i wanted to do and that's okay i just know that i don't want to do this anymore right and that's all you need to know. Yeah. We find that it helps that you, if you do want to be a little bit more prepared to have your next actions already lined up. So yeah, I'm going to get a job doing this. I want to work in this industry. I'm going to do this, this, this until then. I'm going to do Uber Eats until, you know, whenever I'll get a, jo- a job at a bar or I'll go work at Abercrombie and Fitch, whatever. If you are going to, is that even, is that even a, I have no idea. I don't I just, think that business exists anymore, babe. Um, damn. I don't, I don't know. If it doesn't or exist, outdated. Somebody, somebody, let us know. Somebody, let me know. Hit me I up. I don't think it. What's the one? Contact with, at griefreenetwork.com. Tell me how old I am. Wait, what's the one that's dark inside? Is that Abercrombie and Fitch? Hollister. Oh yeah, I don't think Abercrombie and Fitch exists anymore. To be honest with you. 
Wait, is Abercrombie the one with the eagle? No, that's American Eagle. Oh, Jesus. Holy crap. You're a million years old. No, that definitely doesn't exist anymore. I I don't think. Well, we're going to get to the bottom so of this. Anyway, anyway. So don't work at Abercrombie and Fitch. Don't work. It doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> you can definitely work at a hey, real place. Mom, Dad. <laughs> I'm going to work at Blockbuster. I'm going to go work at the North Pole. Oh, we want to sound as elves. Holy crap. <laughs> I got it all figured out. Don't worry about me. I'm going to moonlight with the Easter bunny. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so definitely don't tell your parents you're going to work in a business that doesn't, that doesn't exist. exist. That will not help your case. Yeah, okay. Um, but, but that is a good point. What I will say about that is if you're going to tell them a specific thing and a specific timeline, you do not have to stick to it. But if you, if you think you might not, tell them this is what I think I want to do. Do not tell them this is exactly what I'm going to do at this exact time if you do not plan to follow through on it because it's going to make you look flaky yeah. and now you just look like a quitter. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with being a quitter. I'm a quitter. I quit things that I do not want to do and there is nothing wrong with that. It was actually a big victory for you and I when we walked out of a movie that we didn't like. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah, that was huge. We don't like... It is okay to quit things or not spend time doing things that you do not want to do. I'm not suggesting you don't follow through on things that need to be done. I'm saying that if something does not suit you, if you do not want to pay for it, if you do not want to spend your time on it, you do not have to do it. And um, that's true for jobs and college. But if you're going to tell your parents, like, I'm going to do this instead, and especially if your parents are strict or they're very worried about it, then I would not give them a hard timeline if you're not going to follow through on it. Just be consistent. Yep. And then uh, just remember that it's your time. It's your money. Remember that you're going to be an adult if you aren't already an adult and you make adult decisions. And Sometimes they have adult consequences, which might mean that you have to pay your own bills too. Yeah. And then you're going to have to do adult things. That's okay. Mm -hmm. You got to grow up sometime. Yep. Right. And then whatever adult bills that you are going to start paying it's way less than whatever college is going to start charging you. Do keep that in mind. If you're afraid about paying your cell phone bill and your and your car payment, you should not be taking out a college loan. Yep, exactly. Exactly. You're living- if you can't handle that, if you can't handle your groceries, your cell phone, and your car, you have no business taking out a college loan. Yep. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think so. This is a good one. Good luck to you guys. If you're if you're thinking about doing this, I will say good luck to you. We wish you we wish you well. If you are looking for um, actionable ways to go about looking for jobs without a college degree, finding certifications or licensure for anything, please do check out our website, degreefreenetwork.com. We do have a guide on there that you can grab that will teach you how to apply, um, how to search for jobs, and how to teach yourself skills that you need to know. So do check that out and make sure to like and subscribe. If you guys want to hear more about what we're thinking or just follow us on the socials, you can follow Hannah. She is at Hannah Maruyama on the socials and I am at Ryan K Maruyama on the socials as well. We're trying to be better about it. We're pretty terrible at it, but uh, we're trying to be better at- Hey man, posting, speak for yourself. At posting a little bit more. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll speak for myself. I am terrible at it. You're really good at it. Um. You can follow our show too at Degree Free Pod on the socials as well. All right. Until next time, guys. Aloha.